astrologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Monday morning. Uh, Thanksgiving week is here. Yes, the... Uh the short week for some of us, I guess, uh, has begun. Uh, we kick it off with uh, 24 degrees in the capital city and a delightful forecast, I guess, if you prefer not cold weather, if you were a, a little bothered by the onset of what seemed like deep winter last week already because... You now have uh, now have a situation where not only through Thanksgiving but into the beginning middle of next week you are looking at probably at least fifties every day and uh, next Saturday uh, might be might be flirting with seventies here which uh, wouldn't be too bad Ooh. but uh, nonetheless uh, looking good looking good and that's nice you know obviously for a lot of people who are doing Thanksgiving travel it's not going to be perfect everywhere but. Uh, in in the immediate area, it should be nice. Travel shouldn't be an issue at all. We'll talk to Dr. Ken Dewey on the show tomorrow about some of that. But looking good for your Thanksgiving uh, week, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, don't put those cargo shorts away. Uh, got a good show for you today. It is a Monday. That means today we are going to uh, we're going to have Dirk Chatlin joining us. Uh, we got a final week of fantasy Huskers. Uh, two pickers. Per keyword this week, uh, given that we only have three days, so we're gonna we're actually gonna get twelve of you this week. So uh, two two people across three mm-hmm. days, two picks a day. That's twelve twelve total picks. So we'll announce those uh, that first keyword at six thirty five. Tell you about our winner last week here also at six thirty five. So stay tuned. Uh, looks like we have got a concert announcement at the end of the show today. Oh, I I know I wasn't even aware of this, but we have got a concert announcement at the end of the show. Big name. Big, big name, I would say. Big name. Big name. Uh, so, I, uh, big. even the wow, even the uh, opener, even the opener is yeah. a big name. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's a big show. All right, we'll tell you what that is. I can't tell you now. I'd have to. I'd have to kill you, um, and that wouldn't be nice. So we've got that coming up just before nine o'clock. Uh, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get into obviously what happened at Memorial Stadium this weekend. Uh, what's next for uh, the Nebraska football coaching search? Uh, we'll get into a lot of Thanksgiving stuff here with Thanksgiving week as well, and uh, all the headlines coming across here. Um, Mark, anything particular uh, on on uh, your list there of the stories that you were just talking about? Uh, uh, two of them that happened yeah. over the weekend. Uh, one, it looks like a TikTok challenge is being. Uh, uh, Formulated in Southeast Lincoln, happened uh, Friday night, Saturday night, uh, about 84th and Old Cheney. Uh, TikTok challenge is to jump through a vinyl fence. <laughs> I, I would. I laughed. I feel bad. I laughed during your story when you said that yeah. was a TikTok challenge because what a pain if it's your fence. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, what a complete pain, and you know what? But yeah. it's, it's it's jumping. Into and like breaking through, yep. like the breaking, like, like the Kool Aid Man. Yep, yep. They just you know put their shoulder down, evidently, and away they go. And but did, does that always work? I, don't I mean, know. don't you have to have a little bit of? Well, you got to hit. You, you have a little bit of force to be able to do that. I would think maybe a little bit of size. I mean, but I could just could see be. a skinny kid coming up and 
trying to do that and just getting taken out by the vinyl fence if it's well, installed, yeah. you know, depending what they, how they've got prob- the footing scored. Probably hit it, you know, between the posts <laughs> and just take out the pickets and so, you know, some damage there. But, <laughs> yeah, TikTok. What a, what a, these stupid things. Yes. Uh, just. Still stealing cars with the. What, with the with lightning cable? Uh, yeah, with the USB thing. USB yeah. cable, yeah. Uh, the other one over the weekend, and this is a reminder for uh, especially ladies shopping, uh, don't leave your purse and your wallet open in your grocery cart. Oh, uh, yeah. We had, we've had a few of these on Crime Stoppers, actually. Yeah, we had two of them over the weekend. One was a wallet, a credit card taken out of a wallet in a car in a grocery store parking lot. One right out of the cart in the store. And within a very short time, the first one, $7,300 charge, and they're out that money. The second wow. one, 7100 at another That's big getting, box retail. That is getting after it quick. Yes, it is. $7,300? What, what are you buying there? What, I mean, how many? they don't have that many PS5s there. What else little, is there? I would think electronics would be right up there. TV, I mean, TVs, multiple TVs? Just a bunch of Nintendo Switches. That's so many TVs. That that would be. I mean, that that's a very labor intensive. That's actually inconvenient. It feels like a labor point. intensive theft at that point. I would want to move something. Were I a thief, I would want to move something that was a lot more, you know, convenient to move. You're a jewelry guy. Yeah, sometimes just and I. I don't want to need to. I don't want to need to put on like the hernia belt to <laughs> to, to get the hot materials. I don't need out a the, dolly to move this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seven thousand bucks though like seven thousand each seven thousand each like i mean i get it you could the, there's i mean they like you walk into a big box store and they usually have uh those you know 5k tvs that look just ridiculous that they have those things with all the colors like the black ink on and and those things can run you know two thousand bucks so i, I mean I, you get three of those but that's that's about your highest priced item, though. Yeah, in the entire place, unless you get a real high end computer or yeah, computer accessories. Still, I mean, I don't know. You, 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 you get a Mac. I mean, the the best Macs are what eighteen hundred bucks. I probably yeah, you're gonna go two grand on that. Is two two grand's yeah. probably and, the limit. And, and, and this is weird to say, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, three of those. Got, there you got it. Like I'm just trying to play like supermarket sweep in my head. Uh, if they're like, all right, you got to you got to spend seven thousand dollars as quickly as possible in the in the big box store. Exactly how I'm. Well, First maybe. of all, you know what I'd probably go to? Beef jerky. Yeah. Beef jerky. You don't have to get much of that, and you'll hit three bags of, of beef three jerky. Three bags of beef jerky would do well, it. Three large bags. Just think of the uh, how much you could put in two grocery carts. Load yeah, up on meat and Yeah, that's true. That well that on that show, Supermarket Sweep, that was always the yeah. people would go people would go get the diapers. That was always a go to, I think, on Supermarket Sweep, and then like a oddly large wheel of cheese. Was always something that they would go to to go for too. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to to what are the what are the things in commerce that seem like they're always weirdly overpriced. That ne- I mean, b- for me, beef jerky will always be on the top of that list. I will never understand the price of beef jerky compared to the rest of the snack or meat world, which intersects with beef jerky. It's a um, that that's the biggest thing. Now, I I will also say this one, and this is more recently. Because of inflation and stuff, but ground beef is like stupid expensive right now. 
like the, the, these little tubes you'll get, and if you get the lower fat content, you get like nine. You can you can pay what you should be paying for. Uh, like uh, it feels like uh, steak, uh, some T bones or something. For a, you haven't for priced a them tube, lately either. A little tube of ground beef. Those probably have gone up too, I suppose. Yes, but they have. That's a that's those are crazy right now in terms of consistently over what seems overpriced items at the either grocery store or, or regular store as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Always. Well, I mean, look at the price of Christmas trees this year. Supply demand. Oh, I haven't yet. Is it? Yeah, is, they, are they way up? That's what I've been told. They're, they're yeah, up because we we're really hitting the part where there weren't enough trees planted at the right time to right. so oh, man we dropped, there's been some disease i think we dropped too. like i think we dropped like we are, we're still the i mean we're the real christmas tree people like we still go with that but last year we dropped i was like it was like 50 60 bucks it was a lot and it's not like we're going with an 18 foot one or anything this isn't 50 60 bucks you can get yourself a uh Little, little plastic tree. Yeah, I know. Well, and and now but then Reggie doesn't have anything to. That's the issue. On. This year, I don't know what he can tinkle on anything. I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> we have some big decisions to make at our house in the next uh, four or five days. Uh, I don't, the tr- the tree doesn't stand the tree with all the ornaments on it and eventually presents under it. Does not stand a chance. <laughs> so, like, I honestly don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I, I, I assume Christmas is just canceled this year at our house. <laughs> you got what you wanted. That, that's your dog. Your your Christmas present, and there's no. And you've sacrificed Christmas for it. So I hope you're happy. That's the only. Um, there you go. Thank you, Ebenezer. That's about all. Yeah, I mean, in all the. All the decor, all those things. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a year without Christmas at the Mitchell household, unfortunately. But them's the breaks. That's the breaks. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. Christmas. That was like five prime ministers ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas at the Mitchell house. How would you describe it? Go away. Go away. Uh. But Nebraska football had an absolutely gut-wrenching, devastating loss once again on Saturday. I was I was talking to uh, to somebody about it yesterday. And I'm like, well, didn't you, you know, did you really think they were ever going to win? Because I was, you know, down and melodramatic about it, like I usually am. I was like, I was like, I, oh, I, I kind of did, but uh, I mean, coming into it, but when they're up two possessions in the fourth quarter, at some point you've got to be able to say, hey, this is going to happen, and then it's actually going to happen. It's uncanny. So here's here's the thing with that. So on Saturday, one, it was my birthday, so it was super fun to be there and be like, oh, let's watch everyone get real sad. Um, but That's fun. When, when it gets towards the end of the, in Memorial oh. Stadium, it is. Um, <laughs> just me and tens of thousands of my favorite people getting sad. Um, but towards the end of the game, typically you'll see media get more on the sideline. And we were down towards the one that is the northwest where they come out for the tunnel walk and we're always over there but we saw wisconsin driving and we went let's go watch them score to take the lead so we all went over to the southeast enter or to the uh northeast mm-hmm. south south let's see you're, you're southwest. talking southwest southwest man this is terrible um i'm a really bad storyteller but we got down there in time to just watch wisconsin and we're like well they're gonna score here 
and then we'll go see if Nebraska can do anything and just absolutely no chance at the very end. Yeah. Nope. It was, um, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Once again, you thought it was going to happen. Lucy pulled the ball out from Charlie Brown again. Um, sadness, but I mean, what, I don't know what, what else to say. And, and one more game against Iowa on Friday, which would, you know, Iowa can still win the Big Ten West. So you can take that from senior them. Senior day. Yeah, if you can ever win, I mean, uh, oh, please, I'm just, um, and no real, no real new information on the uh, coaching search either. But we can. No, we'll just wait till after Iowa. I mean, I've got, I, I've got some stuff today that I can. I, I, I think you can glean a lot from what's happened actually um, over the course of the last week or so. So we can jump into that a little bit later today as well. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, good weekend though for Nebraska volleyball. Uh, Nebraska basketball gets a win here this week. Men's basketball gets a win. Women, I don't know what is going on. Well, okay, here's the thing. Creighton's really good. Okay. Drake took Iowa to overtime. Okay. Drake Drake's good. Okay. And you add on to that that Nebraska just wasn't hitting shots either. They'll come yeah. home. They'll smack Tarleton tomorrow. Everything will be right in the Okay. World. I I'm going to need them to I'm going to need them to have a little bit of a better season. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good. I did not expect two sort of blowout losses here at the beginning of the uh, the first two weeks of the hey, season. Here, volleyball still has a chance to win the Big Ten. Title. Yeah, things went well. If you weren't if you weren't following the results of other matches this week, things were, went really well with those. And um, Nebraska now controls its own destiny mm-hmm. uh, for for I guess a share of the Big Ten title can actually win outright. Yeah, they control their own destiny for a share. They would need Wisconsin to lose another yeah. to win outright, but. Um, but they'll if they they'll be co champions with Wisconsin if uh, they beat Wisconsin and the other two team and the, the two teams win the rest of their games. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's a hot ticket. I heard on StubHub uh, on the on the uh, third party ticket sites you got to go at least three digits to get in the door. It's tougher to get For, into a volleyball game than it is to a Taylor Swift concert. You're going a hundred plus to get in the door to do one of those standing only seats in the rafters that mm-hmm. those people god bless them that they do that for the entire game just sweat I, mean, I, I probably do i like to walk around during games i always think there should be a pacing section at all nebraska <laughs> stadiums so i might be i might like that all right 623 we will grab a break you are listening to lnk today with jack and friends sports coming up next on lincoln's news and talk 1499 3 klin Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first, Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Ah, the final week. 
a single tear rolls down my face for the end of Fantasy Oscars. Good news for you, though, is you still have a shot to win. Uh, last week, we had some punt predictions <laughs> and some ones that we thought were a little, maybe a little aggressive last week turned out to turned out to be uh, exactly what you needed to be doing here. Well, for much of the game, I was saying, well, Brent 1 is still in, in the lead with the shortest prediction. And then all of a sudden, Bushini got a hold of one. 74-yarder, and that meant Gryffindor Steph's pick of 79 was the closest. So she's our Fantasy Jeez, Huskers winner. 74 yards. My goodness. Uh, yeah, that was a heck of a get, get it up in that wind, and it helped, though. Uh, helped Beautiful spiral, a little wind yeah. carrying it. Yeah. All right, so congratulations to Gryffindor. Steph, she picks up the package of prizes from Valentinos and Alumni Hall. Your last chance this week, and we're doing something a little different this week because we only have three days of shows this week, two qualifiers per keyword, okay? So four qualifiers each day, 12 for the week. So your odds go down of winning a little bit, but your odds go up to actually get a pick uh, on this thing. And uh, so this is what we're doing on this one. Um, the way that things have been going for uh, Nebraska and Iowa with their offenses struggling um, recently, and in Iowa's case, you know, for for a lot of the season, uh, we thought, you know what, this is a, a uh, this is a game where it feels like there's going to be some turnovers. Definitely going to be some turnovers in this game, you would think. And so we want you to guess when the first turnover of the game occurs. When does the first turnover of the game occur? So this is one of those where you guess a quarter and a time remaining when the first turnover by either team occurs. Okay? So anyway, be thinking about that in case you get a pick this week. To get the first pick or the second pick, you need to text us in the keyword, which is fantasy. Fantasy, F-A-N-T-A-S-Y, text it into the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400, and you might get one of those two picks for 635. If you don't get one, you got another chance at 810 today. Uh, all right, sound off time. What shall we do? To st- well, let's start the sound off with a, with a sad Terrible story here uh, out of our uh, the state that are neighbors to the west here. Uh, the Colorado Springs is shooting at a uh, at a bar over the weekend with it looks like five fatalities and then a lot of additional casualties beyond that as well. We're learning a little bit more, not a ton, but a little bit more about exactly what happened and who did it and why they did it. According to police, 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich entered Club Q just before midnight and began shooting into the LGBTQ nightclub. Five people were killed and 25 were injured, according to authorities, some of them critical today. Police acknowledge the heroism of two people who intervened. At least two heroic people inside the club confronted and fought with with the suspect and we're able to stop stop the suspect from continuing to kill and harm others we owe them a great debt of thanks a makeshift memorial has been slowly growing outside the club police have asked the public to be patient if the information is slow getting out there yeah so it sounds like according to police at least what they're saying now and i think it sounds like they're trying to put details together but that there were i don't know if it was patrons at the club or employees of the club that basically got the gun from the shooter who had already done a whole lot of damage, um, got the gun from him somehow. I don't know how that even happens exactly uh, without getting themselves shot and then took control of it um, 
and that changed the situation significantly, as you might um, you might expect when the gun changed hands. Um, I believe they said it was a rifle, so that you know maybe that made it a little bit more possible uh, to do that. And and apparently they used the the gun itself to strike the shooter, uh, and then were able to subdue him. And police got there shortly thereafter. But terrible situation though uh, in Colorado Springs, and and uh, one that one that you know potentially could have been much much worse if not for the heroic acts of some people who were there at that bar that night. Um, all right. Other things that we've got going on today. Um, well, the, Elon Elon extended the invitation for the former president to come back on to Twitter, but it doesn't look like he is going to take it. This report was from the beginning of the weekend from Chris DeMeo about the decision. Elon Musk saying he'll reinstate the former president's Twitter account, reversing a ban that kept Trump off the site since the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Musk making the announcement after holding a poll that asked Twitter users to click yes or no whether Trump's account should be restored. It's not clear if Trump will actually return to Twitter. The former president has been relying on his own much smaller social media site to get his word out. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. Well, and after that, a, a, a day later, Trump had something to say about the possibility of him coming back. Truth Social has been very, very powerful, very, very strong. And I'll be staying there, but I hear we're getting a big vote to also go back on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't see it because I don't see any reason for it. All right. So after after all this, after all of this, where the, uh, some of the people that were very excited about Elon Musk uh, taking over Twitter was that he would get Trump. That was the number one thing that they said is get Trump back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You got all of it done. You got Elon in place. You got the policy changed, and Trump is like, yeah, I don't want to go back to Twitter now. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That was much ado for, that was much ado about nothing. Now can we make sure. Elon's over there like, I spent $44 billion. Right. This is the one, this is the, this is the thing that we wanted, which whatever. I mean, whatever, get him on or don't, but don't, don't ruin everything else so that the site is either unusable or crashes because you don't have enough employees who uh, have have the institutional knowledge to keep it running if something ever goes wrong. And there's a lot that, that could go wrong. So I don't know. It's just kind of an anticlimactic sort of end to, to that whole part of the drama. Um, hey, uh, birthday wishes are in order for the uh, the current president. Celebrated his 80th birthday this weekend. The birthday messages are pouring in via Twitter. They're not mentioning the president's age. Probably not a coincidence. In recent days, three powerful Democratic lawmakers, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, and James Clyburn, all in their 80s, said they would be stepping down from party leadership. But President Biden remains undeterred and recently said he plans on running for re-election in 2024 and will make a final decision early next year. My intention is that I run again. But I'm a great respecter of fate, and uh, this is ultimately a family decision. I think everybody wants me to run, but we're going to have discussions about it. The inflation crisis remains a problem. This year's Thanksgiving is expected to cost 20% more this year compared to last year. Yeah, it, I mean, man. The, he would be 86, 86, 86 at the end of a second term. Yep, for, so the election in 2024, and then that would obviously run to... Uh, 2028. So six years from now would six years from now we'll be wrapping up the uh yeah that next term. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. 
What was it, like six months ago, eight months ago, I said the smartest thing I think that both parties could do is find somebody other than the main guys Yes, to run for the uh, nomination. I think it's a battle of which which one actually does it here at this point. If one if one does and the other does it, I don't know. I feel like the one that I feel like the one that does it is going to have the upper hand in this whole thing. But we will see. I uh, yeah, eighty man. It's hard. It's hard because you also don't want to be accused of like ageism right. or anything like that. By the way, but, Donald Trump right now is seventy six. Yeah, so he's a little. I mean, so Four you, you can do younger. the same. You can do the same math. He would be uh, eighty-two at the end of at the end of his. I don't know that I think either of them is a good idea. So, I guess that's what I'm saying. But it is what it is. So, all right. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, uh, new new TikTok concerns. There, the more of these uh, concerns with this uh, app that your kids or you might like to use, and uh, the connection to the uh, Chinese government are being raised here the last few days. There is a growing number of lawmakers here on Capitol Hill concerned about TikTok and its ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And one Democratic senator found himself in rare agreement with former President Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump was right. I mean, TikTok is a enormous threat. It's a threat. It is a massive collector of information, oftentimes of our children. Now that follows new warnings from FBI Director Christopher Wray, who sees TikTok's potential to be used in influence operations. He told lawmakers last week that China has, in his words, stolen more Americans' personal and business data than every other nation combined. Mm. Uh, all right. And then... Um Another another company that's been under fire the last few days, uh, a domestic one here, the folks at Ticketmaster, uh, who have angered a whole lot of Taylor Swift fans over the course of the last several days as they botched the opening ticket sales of her Eras tour that is going to take over the yeah. uh, some big some big facilities around the country over the course of the next several months. Uh, let's find out a little bit more about how Ticketmaster responded. In a late Friday night statement, Ticketmaster apologized to Swift and her fans who this past week endured delays and errors in the verified fan presale for shows on the upcoming U.S. leg of her concert tour. Ticketmaster says the demand, driven in part by bot attacks, resulted in traffic on its site four times higher than the previous peak, disrupting performance and reliability. The company estimates about 15% of those using the site had problems. But despite all that, more than 2 million Swift tickets were sold last Tuesday, the most for any artist on any day. Swift released an angry statement Friday criticizing Ticketmaster, running in part that, quote, we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. All right, well, that's more people than I thought that it did actually work for, just having read the tea leaves and, and read the the stories on this thing. But what a mess. What a complete mess. Question is, is Taylor going to write a song about it? That I mean, that would be good. That'd be nice for the next album, the next tour. Think I don't about think it. she's going to attack Ticketmaster with a... No, listen. Hey, Ticketmaster's no John Mayer, all right? I don't... All right? <laughs> All right. Uh, the World Cup is uh, started now officially in Qatar. Qatar? Gutter? Uh, yeah, you pronounce it uh, any way you are. The World Cup is getting started there. Although they had to completely change their plans legit hours before the World Cup starts 
because the uh, the the people in charge said, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to serve beer at the stadiums. We don't think that's a good idea. And uh, guess Budweiser was uh, put in kind of a difficult position then, given that they are one of the sponsors mm-hmm. of the uh, of the World Cup. The folks at Anheuser Busch, the makers of Budweiser beer, got the shock of their lives last week when the nation of Gutter, hosts of the FIFA World Cup, decided just two days before the start of the tournament to reverse an earlier decision and ban in stadium alcohol sales throughout the month long competition. The actions of the Gulf Arab state, which put strict limits on the sale and consumption of alcohol, stunned fans. But in a Twitter post featuring a photo of a warehouse full of beer and reading new day new tweet winning country gets the buds who will get them anheuser-busch is making a humorous attempt to somewhat salvage their 75 million dollar deal said fifa president gianni infantino if this is the biggest problem we have i'll sign that karen McHugh, fox news <laughs> see how see how, see how budweiser feels about that <laughs> Jeez. Can we stop saying gutter, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you you think I'm exaggerating when I say people say no, gutter. Like, he I, absolutely I, did there. Uh, yeah, hold on one more time. The folks at Anheuser-Busch, the makers of Budweiser beer, got the shock of their lives last week when the nation of gutter... Ho- <laughs> he absolutely said gutter. All right, gutter. here's the thing. If you're going to say uh, it, if you're going to say it incorrectly... Like I am, which I know I am not. Maybe Gutter is right. It's not. Are you sure? By the way, I looked up the pronunciation. There is zero chance that you or me is going to be able to do the proper Arabic pronunciation. Hold on, hold on. So we're going to say Qatar. 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 That's according to, well, Google. (laughs) Yeah, so we're just going to say Qatar. Hold on, but then then uh, is pronounced. This says gutter. I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. Here's an here's an article on. Uh, this is on CNN. This one says um, American. The New, the New York Times says gutter. Also. America speakers say Qatar with stress on the second syllable. British English speakers add an a to sound more equivalent to cat. And give more equal weight to this two syllables. However, the English pronunciations are only approximations of the Arabic pronunciation, which uses a fuller sound for the Q, a blunter T, and roll the final R. Okay, this isn't helping me at all. This is just telling me how. That's why I'm saying we're all going to be technically saying it wrong, so let's not say gutter. I think there's some people who think think that's what it is. That's the that's the most uh, accurate way to pronounce it. <laughs> All right, what else do we have uh, before we before we call it good on this? Oh, I still got a lot here. Um, this is so the Supreme Court. This is crazy. The Supreme Court may be taking a look at a potentially landmark trade uh, a landmark trademark case that is uh, that is. All arisen because of a dog toy that is supposed to look like a Jack Daniels bottle. 
All right. Hey, it's a fun, it's funny, right? I'm the, intrigued. Uh, the dog, get it? The dog likes bourbon. <laughs> get it? Uh, throwing it around. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you're getting sued. The liquor company says the toy goes well beyond a joke or parody, and they now are barking at the door of the Supreme Court. A number of major companies, from the makers of Campbell's Soup to outdoor brand Patagonia and jeans maker Levi Strauss, are urging the justices to take what they say is an important case for trademark law. The high court could decide as soon as Monday whether to hear the case. After the toy company began selling its Bad Spaniels toy in 2014, Jack Daniels told the company VIP Products to stop. VIP went to court to be allowed to continue selling its product. Jack Daniels won the first round in court but lost an appeal. The case reached the Supreme Court at an earlier stage, but the justices didn't bite. Ann Carrick, Fox News. Get it? They, they, they didn't bite. Yeah, I do. Yeah? yeah. I'll, I'll be inter- I'm curious what the... What do they call it? Bad dog toys or yeah. whatever. Uh, bad spaniel. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what their argument here on this one is. Could be good. Hey, listen, if it's if it can keep my dog from chewing socks, I'll, I'll buy I'll buy it. I never had a problem with chewing uh, on socks. Socks jeez, stealing socks and, and maybe you guys should pick up your socks. Yeah. Tell my kids. <laughs> Uh, is, is, is the McRib, is the McRib done? Do we believe this? It left, it 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 left stores this, uh, this weekend at McDonald's. So the run this year is over, but they're trying to tell people it's done forever. Get ready to say goodbye to the McRib sandwich again, because McDonald's has advertised that today will be the last day to order the McRib. It's boneless pork sandwich slathered with barbecue sauce, onions, and pickles. The latest appearance of the McRib has been billed as the farewell tour, but this isn't the first time they've made that move. The McRib's 2005 run was also called the farewell tour, Uh. and a year later, there was the farewell tour 2, then appearances through 2012 and in 2020. So, is is it the final run of the McRib? Only time will tell. Tanya J. Powers, Smart Fox move. News. Smart marketing move. Farewell to Electric Boogaloo. Every every few years, act like it's the last time you can get one. Drive up scarcity. I mean, scarcity has been the hallmark of the McRib from the beginning. And they they continue to make sure you think it's scarce. And so there are a lot of people saying their goodbyes this weekend to the McRib one final time. But I'm going to guess next October or whenever it is that they come back. You'll see it again. They, I mean, I don't think this. I don't, I don't, why, 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 why would you get rid of it? What's the point? Yeah, just leave it. it I mean, you get pu- you get pub and you make revenue on it. I assume every single time. It's not like now they're just finding out that it's not it's not you know feasible from a business standpoint after they've been doing this for thirty <laughs> years. Um, let's see. All right, we probably better call it good on that one. All right, that is it. It is 6.56 right now, 23 degrees in the capital city. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIA. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated field 
only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 20... 23 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Oh my goodness. Caleb and I are Caleb and I are watching the World Cup. We're excited. We got live sports on. It's something uh during the morning show. We get it a few times a year. You get it during the uh get it during some of the summer major golf tournaments. You get a little British Open sometimes. You get a little uh, when the Olympics are on, we get a little mm-hmm. bit of it here. Uh, we got it during the pandemic. We got At the it during, end, we yeah, had some we, Southeast Asian baseball. Yep, we had yep we had uh, Korean and Taiwanese baseball, and uh, we got the World Cup today. Watching some England and uh, and Iran. It is crazy. I mean they they have uh, built these these stadiums in in uh, Qatar that are that's how I'm going to say it in yeah. these in these state in these country. I mean they're just ridiculous, state of the art looking stadiums. And and you were mentioning four years from now they're going to bring this. You know, I'm not I'm not by any means a huge soccer fan at all, but I recognize that this is just a big deal on the world stage. They're gonna bring it to the United States in four years and they're just gonna use existing stadiums here. Yeah, they're not really building a whole bunch of new They might have to do a few stadium touch ups here and there that you would expect um over the next four years, but that's something that they're gonna play it in NFL NFL stadiums. Yeah. Because you have the built in infrastructure. That's part of the thing that when the United States bids for the World Cup or the Olympics, you don't have to put a lot of money into your infrastructure because mm-hmm. you already have it. Because we love our sports here, and whether it's NFL stadiums or college football stadiums, um, and then everything else that that goes into it with with your different facilities, like Omaha having has, has had the Olympic swim trials. Like you yeah. have these facilities in place in the U.S. already. Um. And then, uh, and then, twenty twenty eight. So you'll have the World Cup in twenty twenty six. You'll have the Olympics coming to the U.S. in twenty twenty eight. Yep. Yeah. So you'll have two the two kind of biggest worldwide sporting events, both in the United States. The Olympics will be in Los Angeles in in twenty twenty eight. So anyway, um, hey, yeah, uh, real quick here, just just an update. I, I told you um, we might we might just give you an. An update and and what we think it means just in terms of another another. I mean, long story short about the Nebraska football coaching search. Not again. Not much yesterday. Um, of course, you can find rumors if you want to find them. Yeah. Um, but I think we are all to the point that we are taking every single thing we hear with a giant grain of salt at this point. So, so there's there wasn't much, and I think you know if you got through yesterday. I think it's pretty clear now, given that they play on Friday this week, a day earlier, that you're not. I, I, Caleb, I mean, I, I, you're you're pretty comfortable saying that 
It's going to be after the Iowa game. It's going to be after Iowa. Yeah, something. pretty, you, pretty we much. Had, we had wondered a couple of times, but yeah. Um, but it looks like it'll be after the Iowa game that you actually hear something on this. Um, what does that mean to you? Um, well, I think it, I guess the question is if they were going to hire someone who wasn't in a coaching job right now, um, and if that was a done deal, would they, would they have announced that before the season ended? Um, and I guess you could see reasons that would go both ways, but I am just given how everything is going. You, it really does seem to lend itself to the idea that they are hiring someone who is still coaching a different college football yes. team and will be playing. Um, we'll, we'll we'll have a game this coming weekend, mm-hmm. and maybe the weekend after that. Yeah, depending on who it is, because you you still have to get through the uh, the conference championship week. Yeah. So, so yeah, it it had lent itself to, and we had said this a while back. If you make the higher end season, obviously it's got to be either Mickey Joseph or someone not currently coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, that not currently coaching list is very yes, small Mickey Joseph, yeah, on, on, on the people that you would actually be looking at. Yeah, If you wanted to, sure, Urban Meyer in that right. not coaching right now list. But maybe a Gary Patterson, but most likely was Matt Rule. Rule. Yeah. And, and those were the ones there. And then you started to get some wild ones, not any more wild than Urban Meyer, but a Paul Chris who was fired by one of your mm-hmm. the division team who just beat you this last week. Yeah. So it would have had to be someone from like a half a dozen max list of coaches. But if you're going to go after the season, it could be a lot of other guys that are coaching other places. Now that list expands quite a bit. Right. And it's also a lot more intriguing, that list of coaches, than the ones that are not coaching currently, outside of Mickey Joseph. He's still an intriguing um, possibility. But just the way the season is gone, you, you've seen the, the coaching decisions. You, you've seen it play itself out to where Trev Alberts actually has some data points in front of him. Yeah. Now, all of that is, as we've said before, not to say that he couldn't be successful, but there's just not that resume to point to like you're going to have with whoever I'm sure risky. is the eventual hire. Yeah, so who does that leave then at this point? I mean, I think you can kind of and and, and the I guess the, the one piece of news last week was last weekend was Mark Stoops signed a big uh, extension and got a raise at yes. Kentucky. His name kept popping up. His agent did a good job of um having his name pop up and getting his uh client a decent raise. Um so I mean, you, it feels like you can put kind of a finite Caleb, kind of a finite group of of coaches together and say, it's probably in this group now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in that group? I, I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I think you're talking about Leipold, Kleiman, uh, at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose there's been a lot less buzz about Matt Campbell, but I suppose you could put him in, in there as well. Um, you know, some of the, the bigger the long shots, but the home runs in Fickle and Lane Kiffin. Um, would would be in that group too. You heard a little uh, bit more on DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer. Um, Todd Munkin's name keeps coming up. I don't know if Aranda. I don't know what the situation with him, but he would be on that group too. And then maybe O'Brien, who's uh, an assistant coach who's still coaching right now. That yeah, you're you're looking at a list of less than a dozen coaches. I think. I mean, yeah. On my spreadsheet, we had almost thirty of them on here, but I think you could probably, I think you could probably list like eight of them now, mm-hmm. eight to ten of them now, and say it's, it's got to be coming from this group. Yeah, um, and, and it's that group that we just mentioned. I, don't know, I didn't say Dave Doran. I suppose he could, he could be in there too, the North Carolina State coach. I didn't say Mike Gundy. 
I suppose that could be a, a shock in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, but I, yeah, you, you feel like you could really, and, and if you want to narrow it more, I mean, all right, let's do this. Five, if I'm giving you five, you can say five names that you've got that the coach is going to come from that you, you think most likely the coach is going to come from. Who are those five names? I mean, I think it's probably, um, Leipold, Kleiman, um, probably now I'd say DeBoer, O'Brien, that's four. Who's my fifth one? Um, then let's say, and then I, and then I'd throw, I'd probably still throw Matt Campbell in there. Yeah. So I'd probably go. Those are my. If I had to, you'd say, you know, hey, you got to pick a group of five that'll come from. That's probably mine. That's probably right. And frankly, it, frankly for me, it's Kleiman Leipold really. Just yeah. based on the on the little things that I'm hearing, I, I think I, it's I, I think it's fan, one of those two. I was never a fan of Campbell. I you just assume he's part of it. Still, at least uh, in in the running a little bit. There's but, just been a lot less buzz kind of about him right now. But cause, do, cause do you believe just, a lack of buzz or not? You know, on this kind of right. Thing, that though. that's the thing. When when you have gotten some buzz, it's turned out to be okay. Well, nothing's kind of happening today. So, it, is there a lack of? Is mm-hmm. everything just being held so tight to the vest? Yeah. For Trev Alberts in this coaching search. Yep. Yep. Is it someone that we we haven't even mentioned, which is which is hard to think about because with having access to all of the same coaches to know who's who might be in a position to move somewhere, who might be looking to to move to a program like Nebraska, who'd be available, who wouldn't. Um, like our lists are not including Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Yeah, it's not including Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. Like we know who are some of the coaches t- likely to make this move. If Trev gets someone outside of that list, what I have no idea what that's going to look like. Right, right. So, so in terms of timing, then, um, yeah, you. I mean, I think you kind of go on. You kind of go on Coach Watch, uh, starting Saturday into Sunday of of next yeah. week into Monday, and then if there's nothing by Monday, you start saying, you start saying, okay, is it one of the guys who is still coaching next week, which would be. Uh, Kleiman from Kansas State will probably be in the Big 12. Uh, Fickle, uh, I think, will be in the, what is it, the AAC. AAC, yeah. Um, and I think DeBoer has a shot still at being in the... I think so. I, I haven't think looked at maybe a chance at, I think there. they would have to have some help, but I think they still have a shot at that, too. So then, so so that's what it is. Then you cut it down even more based on if something happens by, say, I you know, I would say if Monday ends... The Monday afterwards ends, and you don't have anyone at that point. It's it's time to start looking at who's in those championship games mm-hmm. for conferences and saying, okay, perhaps this is the guy. And keep that in mind, keep in mind that's how it went with Scott Frost, right? He he was he was playing in in their conferences championship game, and it was really during the game that the news started to break from national writers. It was. We were. I was in here. I mean, it was kind of a weird situation because they were sort of talking about it during the broadcast when UCF played Memphis in that game. Um, that uh, that some national now, writers had broken the story. Here's the thing: I have had Luke Fickle at the top of my list. I had him there to start, and then he's kind of stayed in that top three still. Is Nebraska going to hire back-to-back coaches out of the American? I listen. I hope so. I mean, I, I I didn't have a number one, but I had him like number two. I would. I think that'd be a, 
that would be a very that would be an impressive. He does have a much more established game. resume than Scott Frost. Yeah. I'll say that. It, it's, that would be, they're, they're, it's not apples to apples when you say two coaches from the American. He he was the head coach. It was albeit in an interim role at at Ohio State for a time. So defensive coordinator there for a yeah. long time. Uh, that would be a that would be a build a statue. Uh, that would be a build if if if, if tre- there's a few guys if Trev pulls off. Um, you know, get, get the statue ready. You might want to be able to tear it down like three years later in case it doesn't work out. But at least for the time being, <laughs> don't, that's don't a, necessarily that, make it part of the new facility. You pull, you pull Lane, you pull Luke. Uh, those are those might be build a statue hires uh, with this whole thing. But mercifully, guys, I think whether it's whether it's one and that's one week from today is that Monday that I'm saying yeah that that you I think you kind of have a a. a cut off date a little bit in terms of something having been announced and then if that doesn't happen it would be one and you're looking at somebody in a championship game you're looking at one week after that probably so i think i think i think we got two weeks i think we got two weeks left in this thing so here's the thing i think if you do not get an announcement and it ends up being someone who's in a conference championship game the announcement has to come december 4th and it's probably leaked on the third it's probably so leaked on that third. Is the fourth the Saturday? The third is the Saturday. Okay, the third is the Saturday. So it's probably leaked. Like it did w- was with Scott Frost. Yeah, it's probably leaked as soon as that game is done, if not sooner. You have the announcement on the fourth. Transfer portal stuff opens the fifth. The coach <laughs> Dude, has to be announced. It has crazy. to have time to e- meet with the players. How do you even do that? I mean, uh, how would you even? Because, yes, and the transfer portal thing, it's even different than when Scott Frost came in yes. 2018. There's basically a free agency period yes. that starts on December 4th. You have to talk with A.J. Allen, Ernest Hausman, uh, Malcolm Hartzog. Those are all just your your underclassmen, let alone the older guys that you Trey want Palmer, coming back. Casey Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Man, it's going to be... That's, that is going to be a weird situation if, it's, if it would be... Uh, especially a climbing or a or a fickle, mm-hmm. and that would happen. So, so maybe it's not. I don't know. All right, take a break. We got sports coming up next. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Yeah. All right, seven thirty eight. Let's count them down, the five things you're talking about today, starting today, as we do every day with... Number five. Remember the talk about the big lake between Omaha and Lincoln? Dragon Lake, Dragon yes, Lake. I yeah. do. Gonna dig it out, 4,000 acres, make a lake. Well, evidently some developers are getting kind of excited about it really coming to fruition. Oh, I bet they are. I, I really <laughs> bet they are, Mark. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Nebraska lawmakers are uh, entertaining some of that discussion. Nebraska Examiner's got a big uh, story on it. Uh, they're estimating a $1.83 billion economic impact for the 4,000-acre lake. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, where, I guess, I, I guess my question is, where are we exactly on this whole thing? Like, is it... I mean, you, you right now they they still don't actually have a, a, a location exactly. Although, 
or at least it hasn't been made public, although... There's a conceptual location. There's a conceptual... A Highway 6 and I-80. Okay. At the Platte River. Yeah. So, you know, it's right over there, just to the north of the bridge there that we cross, generally speaking. So... Oh, yeah, the pro... I mean, yes, all of the development, the residential development, the... Uh, the commercial. commercial development, that that area, right around. Gra- I mean, honestly, we joke about calling it Dragon Lake, but I mean the amount of the amount of stuff that that, that side of Gretna would would be able to. I mean, they just put that REI over there, but at the Nebraska crossing. But like the amount of need for you have a lake, you need grocery stores, right? Right. You need. You need you need a whole bunch of things. You need that big a lake. You got to have a marina. Oh my gosh! And restaurants, restaurants all over the the thing. Housing, mm-hmm. you know. So it it would be east of the Platte River, as I understand it, and uh, you know between the Platte River and Gretna, they're kind of in that low land. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot. There's a, I'll I'll believe it when they start digging it. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. I still have I have some real sort of just things like this. And I know this is, is gone a lot further further down the track than some of the other previous attempts have at this point. Um, but again, yeah, this is um, they're, they're, it'd, it'd be a big investment. It'd be a big investment, too. They, they're they're looking to Iowa's Lake Okaboji as kind of a, a sample of what it might be able to do. Right. You know, and, and of course, you know, you even got uh, University of Okaboji there that, you know, we could have another yeah. uh, higher education institution spring up. They're saying the east shore of this this new lake would generate $525 million in real estate value. Just the east shore in this. They're valuing it. So that's it, what, three houses? Yeah, they're valuing it similar <laughs> yeah. to to Okaboji uh, here, essentially, is, is how they're doing it, so... I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it honestly is a, it, it honestly is a, a little bit difficult. It, it's it's a little bit of a difficult calculus for me because I do think the quality of life things that would come from that would be really significant for this for this area, for the state, um, for at least ha- you know probably half the state especially. Um, but the other thing is, it's a that's that's an investment. Is that you know is that. Yeah, you've got How, what kind of dollars are we talking about? Where could they be? What's the what's the opportunity cost of this? All of those things. Yeah, you've got McConaughey out west, and you know it. You do it, you, but you don't have the metropolitan but, uh, influence. But I'll tell you this: hour. I would go to this one ten times more than I, you know, would go to McConaughey. Oh yeah, just, I mean, just because of distance. And man, I grew up closer to McConaughey than either of you guys, and I've maybe been out there three times, four really? times in my life. Why? Why? Why, like, are there lakes just, to go to? I got, I got other other lakes that were closer that, is I, could, that, what it that is? I could go to. Okay. That to where even though McConaughey is much bigger than any of the other lakes I went to, like what what was ultimately going to be the draw for that? Yeah, interesting. So I, th- this being this much closer and its size, that's a big deal being between Lincoln and I, Omaha. I will still strongly suggest you go ahead, use my name, Dragon Lake, and have an anima- animatronic dragon that swims around and appears every once in a while. Gotta get you. Gotta have some gimmicks, okay? Just let me know when there's an actual timeline set out for yeah, this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why don't we break it ground? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think. I think. Are we, is this thing going to be done enough for me even to be young enough to enjoy lakes anymore? 
at this point. Oh, it depends. Uh, it depends if you buy a pontoon. And, and that's true. Yeah, you mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, I think they ought to name it Little Sandy. <laughs> yeah, there's. A, you can figure out your property values there. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number four. Running through vinyl fences is uh, apparently now a TikTok challenge. It was uh, noted in Omaha, I think, a couple weeks ago, and now in South Lincoln. 84th and Old Cheney, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, run through a couple of vinyl fences. They, they say they're younger, uh, probably teenage males that are running through the fences. So... And, Damaging them. I I actually went and and looked this up. Um, so this was something that actually the articles on this from around the country are all from last year, uh, about a year ago exactly. Uh, when there were they called it the Kool Aid Man Challenge, uh, but TikTok denied that it was was anything was you know something of course like they always do at this point. But there were a bunch of these about a year ago, and. Um, and and uh, now these are popping up to some degree locally, so I don't know if it's coming four, back or if four was... fences evidently uh, had damage with uh, this group. And I continue to ask. You realize, by the way, Jack, the joke there is that it took about a year for all of this to get to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Which, by the way, Nebraska, the home of Kool Aid, so one would think the Kool Aid Man Challenge <laughs> would have been here earlier than anywhere else. I do question, and I don't encourage anyone to try this out. Don't do this. Get, you're getting a lot of trouble. Uh, but, like, how easy is it to do? Don't, I, feel, I feel like I could probably do it, but I got a lot of size. Some some skinny punk teenager. Are there any of them where they just get close? They run into it and they just bounce off of it? Because those are the ones I want to see. <laughs> oh, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Number three. Well, the Ice Age Nebraska-Wisconsin series continued on Saturday, 15-14, final. I don't know what to tell you guys. I uh, I can't. I, I, this this end of this season is going to be merciful, uh, and and I'm sure it is to some degree for the the players and coaches too. But to constantly have these gut wrenching losses for. I mean, over and over. And I don't even mean the last month or the last year. It is just constant. And this this fan base has been bruised and battered by the outcome of football games and the way that they happen to the point that, I mean, legitimately, there is a part of me where, and, and this won't end up happening, but there's a part of me that just says, I just want to stay away from the Iowa game and not risk another another Friday of sports, like intense sports sadness, especially given that I care a little bit more about the Iowa game. I mean, I feel like I don't have it in me to, to, to do this again, and I can't be the only one who feels that way. That's just like, man, it's just, you know, this isn't even a critique of the players or the coaches or anything because it sort of feels like, I mean, I'll tell you what, sort of feels a bit like a curse. Which we tried to deal with that too, and that didn't work either. But needed a bigger fire. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Caleb. I just it's it's hard, it's, especially I mean, when 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 it's against programs that that want to just relish in that win over Nebraska too. Yeah. Yep. So when when you get the the Wisconsin's there, like 
that is a program and a state of people who are just going to relish in that. They haven't lost to Nebraska in a decade. You haven't beaten Iowa in seven years. Yeah. So these are beyond football wins that you would like to have. If there's any, if there's any sports universal compassion in the world, which I don't think there is, but if there is, if there's any law of averages in the world of sports, Nebraska goes and gets a win to close out the season against Iowa. But it's hard to feel confident about that now, given how everything seems to go and how it looked like it was on the plate for him again. Double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and you couldn't you couldn't get the first down when you needed the first down. You couldn't get the stop when you needed the stop. Wisconsin takes the lead, leads in the game literally for just over 30 seconds, and that's all it needed. Yeah. Just happened to be the last over 30 seconds of the game. And they had the wind in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving on. Number two. Over the weekend, the uh, U.S. Department of Education started emailing applicants looking for student loan relief. They're sending out information about the program as it moves through the courts. Facing several obstacles, the program facing two lawsuits that have effectively halted debt forgiveness after millions of borrowers applied for relief. Um, Under the program, the president's put forward, borrowers who make less than $125,000 a year would get up to $10,000 in student loan debt forgiven, and Pell Grant recipients could have up to $20,000 forgiven. Expected to cost about $40 billion over the 30 years of the program. Yeah, I don't know uh, that it's going to happen. I I mean I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if it's going to happen. So yeah. I know there probably isn't given that I I know that a lot, and I don't know that it should have happened either honestly. Um but it does kind of suck for people who are like thinking this was about to it was about to be a boon to them financially and then yeah. it's not and then and kind of counting on it and thinking about it and then it's not going to happen, you know. You know, it doesn't end up happening. I, I, don't want to count it out entirely. We never know what the court's going to do. But also, we've got a lame duck, uh, Democratic-controlled House and Senate. Uh, and there's some talk about them trying to push through a couple of things before the House goes Republican. Uh, mm. uh, DACA is one of the programs that they say they may go ahead and, and try to push through. And this could be another one. Yeah, so would that would it be would it cure the? The, the lawsuit, if it wasn't overreached by the executive branch, I believe it, it, was I believe it something would. that Congress passed through right. the legislative branch. Yeah, because a lot of the arguments are what, at least the way I understand them, are what President Biden is allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which, the other thing that, that, that I've learned over this last week is, if the Biden administration truly wanted to get something done, they didn't think that they could get it done through Congress, he could have gone through the Secretary of Education. And they would have a lot firmer standing than him just doing his executive action. Interesting. Executive order. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways that this could have been done, and it seems like they opted for the flimsiest. All right, moving on. Let's finish up today with number one. A Portuguese bookshop, now the proud owner of a set of personal letters written by Bob Zimmerman. Now, if you don't know who Bob Zimmerman is, he wrote them in... uh, 1957 and 59 to a high school girlfriend. He's now known as Bob Dylan. $670,000. Wrote to Barbara Ann Hewitt between 57 and 59. Um, Apparently, Hewitt's daughter found the letters after mom died in 
2020. So they they did this, and then and and the, did you say it's a Portuguese bookshop? Portuguese bookshop. I, that is not the one that I thought was going to go Livraria, for this. Livraria Lello in Porto, Portugal. The big fans of Bob Dylan in Portugal they call themselves the world's most beautiful bookshop. Hmm. They plan on keeping the letters complete and available for fans and scholars to do. Uh, Study. Dear Barbara, ooh, you're the prettiest girl I know. Ooh. Just gives me the <laughs> cold get goose pimples. It just yeah. sounds so Someday awful. we should get married. Ooh. He wrote, just, All I right, don't know that, how, that bookshop is gorgeous. What, how gorgeous can a bookshop be? Hogwarts. All right. They they think the uh, the Beauty and the Beast library. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, maybe I maybe I need to go to Portugal and check this thing out and check the letters out myself. Uh, would would that kick me out of the library if I read them out loud in my Bob Dylan voice? Yes. <laughs> they it's have a, a stained glass. Ceiling. I bet everybody does that there in Portugal when that when those things get there. It's gonna be it's gonna be like that scene in Wayne's World where he tries to play the guitar and it says no stairway to heaven. There's gonna be a sign by those letters and like. Please don't read these out loud in a Bob Dylan voice. <laughs> Yours truly, Bob. I wonder if he signed him Bob or Zim. Zimmy. Zim. Zimmy. Start doing some of his Christmas songs. Oh, God. We got to pull the... We got to pull... I forgot about that. Request Line Friday introduced me last year to the Bob, to Bob Dylan Christmas album, which was legit... I mean, it was it was really mailed in. Oh, we got to get that. There were some good like mailed in ones. Oh man, I am very excited for Request Live Friday. Getting back with the Christmas music this year. Speaking of music, have you ever considered the fact that in the music world, there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell? I mean, just think about it. That's true. That is true. All right, that's it. So no more Bob Dylan impersonations for me. I'm just going to go to Portugal and do them later. <laughs> 754. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're soft, Grandin. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 757 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Hey, don't forget, we've got a... Uh, Got a concert announcement at the end of the show today. In one hour. One hour. Uh, we think we think this is a. I think it's a pretty big one. I think it's a very big one. I think the, even the opening act I've I, I think of as maybe a, a touring star on their own. So um, yeah, so that's coming up uh, at, just before the end of the show today. We will announce that uh, that concert. Uh, we got Fantasy Huskers keywords coming up. The last chance. This week to get fantasy uh, fantasy Oscar winning pick uh, to get the we got our first two picks in, in by the way yeah and we are doubling it up today so you got double the chance of getting a pick if you text in the keyword that's all week long so we'll actually have six chances times two there'll be twelve entries this week to uh, get that and then we're done. Fantasy Huskers is going to end after this week. Friday Husker Tailgate is going to end after this week. And by the way, we have Friday Husker Tailgate on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so a little bit of a, a programming change. But then and Request Line Friday comes back. Request Line Friday will be back on Friday, a week from Friday, that is. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't know. I don't know if we go general before we get into the Christmas music. 
I Maybe. Th- I think we do. We, we just, go, we what go, do you guys want to hear? But I kind of think we need to go back to the Christmas music you love to hate and Christmas music you, you love, love to love. love. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or do we tweak it up this year? I'm interested. You guys, you guys own this segment. It's become... I mean, it's like, again, it's like the McRib. It's like the McRib. You pull it back for a while, you bring it back, and you won't miss it. It's going to be shiny and new when we get that We're thing We're honest about it, though. That's it's always true. coming back. Yeah, yeah. It's 8 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Well, first of all, congratulations to Gryffindor Steph. She was the closest with the uh, punt yardage. She had an aggressive guess of 79 yards. Wasn't even the longest guess of the entire group. I thought those guesses were insane. But uh, she was the closest there with that one, and so she picks up the prize from last week. Uh, This week's question is, uh, at what time, quarter in time, uh, does the first turnover of the game occur, occur, occur by either team? Um, so you guess a, a quarter and a time. Uh, we got a couple of guesses so far. What do we have? So Brent says third quarter, nine oh six. Whoa. <laughs> okay. The Let's Jeremy see. says thirty seconds remaining in the second. Oh, okay. All right. I uh, boy, I have a hard time not picking the first quarter in this one. I would have a hard time. You're thinking in the first five minutes the first, of the game, first quarter. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to where you're. Oh, I don't know. I brought, maybe I'll go a little ways in. I'll go. I'll go. No, I'll go ten, eleven minutes in, probably. But everybody, you know, teach their own, teach their own. Uh, so text in the keyword. I'm going to tell you that in a second. Or Caleb is the Rickstown Recognition text line is four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. If you want to pick, we are going to give two of them away here this hour. Uh, you've got to text this word in, which is Huskers. H-U-S-K-E-R-S, Huskers, text that in, and you may be the recipient of one of the magical picks in the final week of Fantasy Huskers. Um, couple, uh, quick quick update. I need to give some, um, some, some time talking about this because we've got it coming up pretty soon, and uh, I want to make sure you all know about it, and y- if it's something you want to be a part of, that you, you do that. Last year, uh, we, we started something new for Christmas. It was... It was um, it was an idea that we had thrown around a little bit, and I had, I had remembered my days um, growing up as it, it, part of it was being a pastor's kid and being um, involved in in a lot of church activities. But one of the things that was like a regular thing that we would do every year was go around and 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 have a group and go Christmas caroling. I think it was probably like the church choir actually got together and and did it as an an activity. And we went we we spent a lot of time doing that. Um uh we would go to specific houses sometimes and do that of people in the congregation. We would go to some of the like nursing homes and and elder care places in town and do that. And I I really I really had a strong memory of doing that when I was a kid. Um, and so last year when we were kind of figuring out, Hey, you know, what's something new, what's something different that we could do for Christmas? I said, well, what if we, um, I I bet there's other people who feel that way, who like, who, who would enjoy doing that, um, who are just looking for a fun, you know, kind of, 
uh, family activity, um, group activity to, to be involved in, who like to sing, whether they're good at it or not, um, would like to do that. And so uh, we we ended up, uh, got a bus, thanks to, thanks to Windstar, and uh, Mark Vale was our driver last year, and we put a group together, and on a on a, a fairly nice evening during December, we drove around town. We we stopped at some retail places. We stopped at Tower Square. Uh, we stopped at Brian LGH. Um, we stopped at uh, outside of the arena, the rail yard, and we just we sang Christmas carols. And we had um, we had one of my one of my buddies and listener Brett, who uh, is a musician himself, uh, help us out. Uh, we had a couple other no- notable musicians in the group. I'm hoping, yeah. hoping maybe we can get some more this time around. Uh, but we had great success with it. I, I, I even had one. It was, it was interesting. Got an email afterwards uh, from one of the people who who was in it and had just said said she had just uh, lost a family member that was was close to her. Um, prior to i don't remember if it was prior to the holidays um or if it was a few months ahead mm-hmm. and and she had said something uh i'm paraphrasing a bit here but she said this was kind of the first time i felt any holiday joy since since that it all happened um going out and seeing people's reaction to all that and just being together in a group and and singing a little bit so uh because of the reaction that we had we've decided we are going to do this again now here's what we learned from doing this last year, we we learned that some areas on a weeknight at about uh, seven at night, some of the areas that we thought were going to be very busy weren't as busy as we thought they were. Right. Um, we were <laughs> we were at a fairly. It was you know it was funny because we would we all set up like by the by the train in the Haymarket, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where the where that fountain is, the water tower fountain thing, and we were singing on a corner over there. And there was just there was just like one guy watching us for a whole bunch, oh, they were great. a whole bunch yeah. of the time, and it was, but like got a kick out of it, like videotaping it and and taking pictures. Yeah, a whole, it was funny. One of the one of the responses that we did get from a lot of people is taking out their camera and videotaping mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like okay, um, but we did have we had a bunch of kids in Tower Square that came and sang along. That with was us. fun. That was a lot. That of was fun. cool. Um, and so. Uh, but we realized, all right. We thought, okay. Well, what if we what if we change the time of this and make it a little easier for people? Weeknights can be hard, and you know, people are getting off work and and all of those things. So uh, we adjusted it this year, and we are going to do it on a Sunday late afternoon. Yes, this year. So that date for that is December eleventh. December eleventh. So that would be um, three weeks from this coming Saturday. I think so, we have our maestro or two in weeks. Again. Two weeks, I should say. What'd you say? Um, we we've got our choir director. I hope so. Why? Oh, do we just get a happy to help with caroling again hey, this year on the text line? Awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully you can do it on Sunday, Sunday the eleventh, because that's <laughs> that's when we're that's when we're going to do it. Uh, Sunday late afternoon the eleventh, and we're and and I'll say this too. So number one, if you're interested in it. I need you to do one thing. I just need you to go to KLIN.com, and we got a little thing to get. We, we just need to get your information mm-hmm. because we want to be able to contact everyone and give them the details here in the next week or so. Um, we're, we're still working on some of the details. We've got the bus. We've got the day. We got to nail down the exact time as to when we're going to meet where, you know, we met last year. We we met right here mm-hmm. at our studios and actually Valentino's brought us pizza last year yeah, and, and that awesome. was fun. We'll work something like that out again. Uh, but 
will we'll be during the day. And I think we're going to get some bigger crowds, some of the places that we are going to go. Yeah, since just we're the doing way it late you timed Sunday it out. And, yeah. so, uh, but I, I am also interested. The other thing I'm interested in from you guys, um, number one, tell us if you want to be a part of it. Also, especially if you, you are or know some really good musicians. Um, you want to bring your tambourine or, you know, you got an instrument that you think might help with the accompaniment and you can, mm-hmm. you can just jump in with people singing. Feel free to do that. Uh, we had a guitar, uh, before, but we can, we <laughs> yeah. can add, I mean, anything we can add, we, we would love it to make it a, I'd love it to make it just a great, great sounding group, enthusiastic group. And so, yeah, kids are, kids are welcome. Kids always help too. Absolutely. Uh, with the whole thing. And we're going to see if we can fill, we're going to see if we fill this bus up. And if we fill the bus up, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to try and figure out a way that everybody who wants to be a part of it can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a chance. Well, we'll see. I, there's a shot we fill the bus up this year. Let's fill it up this time. I think there's a shot we fill the bus up this year uh, for December 11th. Um, the other thing I want to know from you guys is if you have ideas of places for us to go. Now, we learned last year. <laughs> we learned last year the hard way, and I'm not going to name names. There's a national retailer that wasn't that thrilled about us standing and singing Christmas carols like on the side of their doors. <laughs> we were like, really? Really? Bah, humbug. Right. Um, so we got to make sure the places Especially that. Especially when all the customers going in and out liked it. <laughs> yes it was we were like seriously uh but so this year we are going to make sure and and clarify that we are going places where uh we are we are welcome and so we want to we want to call ahead to to some of these places um we're hoping i mean i'll be i'll i'll say now i'm, I'm hoping maybe south point would let us walk around there i think there'll be a lot oh, of people there uh, I know we did Brian LGH last time just to kind of, we tried to time it with a shift change mm-hmm. there. Maybe we do something like that. But if you've got another idea of a place that would make sense to go, um, that, and, and again, it would be one where we would need to try make sure we get permission to, to do it and don't ruffle any feathers in that. Uh, recommend a way. Recommend a way. So, um, if you want to text it into the text line at 402 479 1400, if you just want to shoot me an email, jackm at klin.com, uh, if you would rather do that and, and just suggest some things, we would love it because we're going to be, we're going to be looking for places to go late at, or if you have a, or if you like own a, own a business or a restaurant or, uh, or something where you're like, hey, that'd be fun to have these people kind of stop in randomly, uh, during a, during a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. Uh, let me know. Email me at jackemmettkline.com, and I'm going to be putting together. I hope um, I'm hoping by the week after the week after Thanksgiving, uh, by the end of that week, so by the 30th, we'll have a full um, a, a, a a full schedule essentially. Yeah, I, um, that would that would be my hope, or I guess it'd be by December 2nd. I'm hoping we have a full schedule made up then. So need your input. Uh, need you to let me know if you want to be a part of it. Um, but I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. And again, there are no tryouts. There are no, no tryouts. No, we take everyone. It's fun. There are no tryouts. If, if you, it, 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 yeah, you don't, it, we, we take everybody. I would especially like it if you came, if you're a really good singer though, or a really good musician. <laughs> We'd appreciate that for sure. We had, uh, we had the, uh, we had, uh, obviously our Brett, our director last year, we had the lead singer of the Killigans. I'd love to get some more of the notable all-star musicians mm-hmm. part of this group as well. Who are your best? Who are your best musicians in the city of Lincoln? 
You know, why, why don't maybe Who, get some of those soloists that come in here with the Lincoln Symphony Orchestra? Yeah, who's the best singer you know? The best, the best singer I know. No, I'm t- asking asking the listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not, yeah, not, get, not, find not, the best singer you know. Not you to be Elton John. I, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> If you know Celine Dion, see if you can get her. That'd be nice. Yes. We'd appreciate that. <laughs> you're like, oh, you get there, you're like, oh, crap, I'm standing next to Celine. <laughs> Celine, let's silent, not hold this note out this time. Silent night. <laughs> yeah, so get it, get it on your calendar. Get KLIN.com December 11th, Sunday, December 11th, late afternoon. Uh, into early evening, we will uh, we'll nail down the time. It'll probably either be like uh, two to five or three to six or yeah. something like that. Not going to be um, overly it's, late. It's probably probably where it's at. So should be a I think a very fun night. And don't forget, by the way, uh, speaking of the holiday stuff, this week a short week, obviously for a lot of you, it is for us too. Uh, we got a regular show tomorrow. Doctor Ken Dewey is going to join us tomorrow on mm-hmm. the show, uh, among the other normal Tuesday stuff, uh, and then on Wednesday. It is going to be the Wednesday Husker tailgate, the Friday Husker tailgate, a couple of days early, uh, given that Nebraska has a Black Friday football game, and we are off the air on Thursday and Friday. The morning show is not doing a live show. I shouldn't say we're off the air. Yeah. The morning show is not doing a live show Thursday or Friday, but we will have a incredibly busy sports weekend here on KLIN <laughs> with, uh, with, with basketball, with volleyball, with football, with the entire broadcast house stations. As Caleb knows... The the schedule for a little bit Thursday, but especially Friday and Saturday, uh, are going to be crazy ones when it comes to Husker yeah, sports. Yeah, fr- Friday will be a little bit nuts. There will be football, obviously, here on KLIN. Men's basketball is going to go over to the bone. We won't know that time until they win or lose on Thursday against Oklahoma. Both women's basketball and volleyball will be on women's B that day. Women's basketball, too. Yeah. <laughs> on top of B, by the way, already playing Christmas music. Right. So that yeah, Friday that that whole Friday is a crazy sports day because, like you said, and you, then you so got you, the U.S. World Cup against you England. Got the U.S. World Cup on top of it, if you if you're inclined to care about something like that. But that uh, that Nebraska Wisconsin volleyball game, though, good luck with the tickets. That's all I got to say. Good luck get, if you don't already have your ticket for that. Get ready to lay down. Um, you know. A lot, a lot. I'm actually going to check it now uh, and see because I had heard a report that you had to get three three digits to get in the door. Yeah, for this thing for a for a regular season volleyball game, three digits to get in the door. Here, I'm going to I'm going to pull it up here right now. Let's say I want two tickets. All right, continue. Uh, yeah, bottom. Yeah, uh, the cheapest one on here, one twelve. That is the cheap. The, Section C4, row 17, way up in the corner, $112. So, there you go. Hope you got yours already. I don't. Take 24 <laughs> on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. All right, 837 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 
Now, sometimes I like to present Dirk with uh, column ideas, and sometimes he uses them. And he's already written so many depressing columns about how rough it's been being a Husker football fan over the last uh, X number of years that I don't know that he's got any any left in them. Um, but, Dirk, if you need another idea, I've got another one for you. You ready? Let's hear it. Yeah. How many times, so let's say I started, it's not been a decade yet, but let's say I started the clock on, um, on, uh, this day in 2015. So seven years ago, seven years ago today. How many times, if you're like, if people like me, you know, this, the, 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 the sports we broadcast on KLN are Husker football and Husker basketball. I guess Husker baseball, too. You probably could include them, too. But let's just say for the sake of the discussion right now, Husker football and Husker basketball fans, seven years of seasons. How many, on how many occasions have they felt a, 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 a moderate level of sports happiness? I'm not even saying, Popping champagne, setting fireworks off. How many times have they felt a modicum of sports sat, uh, happiness after what happened via a game? Because I know a lot of times we we go through and we rank all the devastating losses, all the all of those things. But I think you could say you maybe could get to two hands in seven years in two sports of of games that evoked any kind of happiness. It's which is which is crazy and insane. Yeah, and some of them, to be honest, are are ones that that you felt satisfied that only you felt satisfied, Jack. Uh, because you know, I hate to break it to you, but Tim Miles, you know, winning a game in the Big Ten tournament as a twelve seed or a fourteen uh, seed, like by the way, that doesn't that's that a doesn't top do it, that doesn't do it for most. people, Stop it! Jack. That's a top it, it three is. moment. That's seriously a top three <laughs> moment in the last seven years in both of those sports, and I'm not even kidding. I mean, and and I get what you're saying, but the crazy thing is, you can't you can't find too many better moments than that in either sport. I I bet. Um, you know. Well, let's let's start with this question. Scott Frost' greatest achievement or greatest moment was what? I think the best moment, the most gleeful moment, was when they beat Michigan State nine to six. I'm not kidding. That's not, a, that's not a joke. Was, what, what, is there a better argument? Is there an argument that the win against Minnesota in 2018 was better? Uh, uh, like those, those are pretty much it, right? Yeah. Those, those yeah, I mean, they, you know, they, 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 they smoked Maryland one year. Uh, but when you don't beat Wisconsin, I mean, there was the, there was the Lane McCallum, uh, last second field goal. Uh, yeah. But, but Northwestern was terrible. Like, like that. Yeah, that's to your point, Jack. It's it's very very unusual. Like you look around the country and you're like, oh, uh, they were bad, but they weren't bad this long and in two sports. And you know, it's it's been rough. The question I have is, who do you think in the history books? You know, when people are looking back at this in 20 years, who will be the face of Husker misery? In, in this era, is it you or is it me? Wait, why would you be the the face of it exactly? But put forth because, the argument be, because I'm the I'm the person who's most associated with negativity around mm. the program Got and it. documenting the misery. I don't and know. Coming up with all these coming up with all these goofy statistics to illustrate Nebraska mediocrity and everything you, else. You are more the face of it in like uh, in like 2011. You're kind of no no offense, wait, but you're kind of wait, everybody's kind of. People kind of moved on from you. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a has-been. <laughs> so basically what happens is you get, you get this, uh, this podcast that you start, and suddenly you get a little bit of a big head. Huh? Like, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I, don't I, know. Uh, I wondered if we would even do this interview today because you've already been on the radio and like the, the internet waves or whatever. <laughs> Uh, for like six hours hey. already discussing this game. So. Uh, hey, and I'm I'm guest hosting at our sister station this afternoon too. If you'd like to hear more of my thoughts, I'm available for you. I mean, there comes a point where it's it's saturation. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't think anybody needs to to hear your voice anymore. Hey, Dirk, you you're know basically what's... you're basically Stephen A. Smith at this point. Dirk, you know what's top five for me in those seven years? Nebraska ruining Wisconsin's senior day in basketball last year. That's a top yeah. five best. I mean, let that sink in. Top five, maybe top three, best yeah, moment. There, there's no doubt about that one. Like that one is that one is clearly in the top five, uh, <laughs> especially the way it happened. Like, um, you know. But do we realize how insane that is? Again, <laughs> I'm not saying winning titles. I'm not saying winning. Uh, you know, uh, having beating ranked teams where you're storming the field. I'm saying, huh? I feel kind of happy after that game. That's you it. Know you know what? You know what makes me just want to pull my hair out what's left of it is when people get super excited about like Samari Toure catching a touchdown pass for the Green Bay Packers. It's like, it's like you losers, you losers. Like he caught like three touchdowns for Nebraska. He was here for about six months and you're taking ownership of him as if he's like your high school best friend. Whatever. <laughs> you, what you don't get credit for Samari Ture. I, listen, I was I was bragging up Brett Maher last night on Twitter. I take joy where I can get it. Hey, and Bryce McGowan, forget him too. Okay, <laughs> he won like six games at Nebraska. Stop taking pride in Bryce McGowan. If this get, I mean, think of it. If this goes for three more years, uh, which is not out of the question, you will have a decade with basically without. Even a moment of sports happiness. We're we're gonna see. We're gonna start seeing Wandale Robinson, New York Giants jerseys around town. <laughs> true. Like, hey, yeah. hey, the guy, the guy left us. Whatever. Right. We're still taking. We're still taking credit for it. Exactly. Hey, Exa- who is more? Who is more wrong to? Uh, who's more wrong to take pride in? Samari Toure or Wandale Robinson? Oh, well, some, uh, uh, Wandale is because he left, right? Definitely Wandale. <laughs> Ray was here for like six months. He, uh, he, uh, yes, he he uh, he left, and it's also still a little painful because it always makes you think, "Hey, what if they played him at the right position?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I I mean, all this is a long way to lead up to lead leading up to another unbelievably painful way to lose lose a game for this fan base, for this coaching staff, for these players, for everything. And I know, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I tongue in cheek had a curse event last year, um, and which was a failure, evidently, in terms of actually breaking a curse. But I mean, like, what do you even say anymore? It's like it's like there's a somebody's got a voodoo doll uh, poke of a Nebraska fan, and they're just finding new and entertaining ways to torture it, and that yeah, is what it is. You know what else is funny, Jack? And I haven't. I've heard lots of you know. You and I have talked about this a lot, but like. Why is there always like just the perfect amount of time for the opponent to win the game? You know, like you would think one of these days the the, the opponent would get to the post game press conference and be just like, ah, oh, we ran out of time. You know, we felt like we were the better team, but 
we uh, we just didn't have enough time left in that last drive. It, that never happens. Right, right. Like, it, except for happens. BYU, and they completed a Hail Mary. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Within, in that seven-year window. <laughs> it's like... I mean, there's, it's, it's it's like as some you know some clunky sports movie writer is like okay there's going to be just the perfect amount of time for the opponent to come back and kick Nebraska in the teeth right yeah. it's like I don't know yeah. it's bizarre it's um it's like it's sort of like a video game in some ways you know it's yeah. like when uh when you're playing a childhood video game and the computer rigs it so there's there's always a comeback that's, yep. what, that's what it feels that's like. what I used to do on NBA Jam I'm a uh, computer assist on NBA Jam every time you played it yeah that hey you know really what Jack game. you know what else kind of stinks what? and and I don't know you know we might look back I'm sure we'll look back in seven days and and have a different take on this but um you know I've said on your show a couple times now that I felt like the silence in around the the rumor mill. Uh, indicated that Trev Alberts had his man locked in. Yeah. And boy, the more you start hearing rumors and uh, the scuttlebutt, and, uh, you know, I don't believe a lot of this stuff. Let me be clear about that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm starting to starting to wonder if Nebraska, you know, doesn't have their guy locked in yet. And, and boy, that's. Oh, so you're backing, not, you're backing off your, your position from last week, maybe? Yeah, a little bit, and and that that is discouraging because uh, I think the the hope on this, and again, I think we'll we'll feel differently in seven days when they or four days or whatever when they actually have a head coach. But um, I think I hadn't really considered this, but the the fact that Trev Alberts had you know seventy days to think about this uh, and to plan for this, it kind of heightens the pressure, doesn't it? Uh, like, yeah. If he fires Scott Frost on Black Friday and and hires a new head coach forty eight hours later, um, I think I think it's a little bit different situation. But but the fact that Nebraska's been sitting on this for so long, I mean they 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 really need to they really need to to choose someone who's going to generate some excitement. Yeah, um, you got to fully form a plan, which you, which you normally can't do in these situations. Um, a complete yeah, so, plan, yeah. So I don't know. I, I again, I don't believe a lot of the. I don't believe most of the stuff that mm-hmm. that come that comes out from from the uh, from the faceless people on Twitter. But um, I, I I am a little bit more concerned than I was a week or two ago that that Nebraska is is still searching for its guy. <laughs> when is the? At what point, if there isn't a coach named, is it time to worry? <laughs> well, like uh, next Sunday, Monday. I mean, I guess. I, I guess the 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 corollary to that would be, you know, perhaps they are, they've got a guy who's going into a championship game, which would be good news. Um, that maybe three guys that could fit that bill. But can you say Kirk Ferentz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Sunday. I, I mean, by Monday, I'm starting to worry if yeah. if there isn't either a coach named or there isn't. Something that some some really more uh, rumors coming from some more uh, reputable places, right? I'd say. No, I think this is you know this is the week clearly where um, where they need to get it finalized. Um, I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to drag this thing out till till uh, next Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever. I mean, this is this is sort of decision week if one hasn't already been made. So. Um, I don't know. I, I still think Nebraska is a really, really appealing job. 
Uh, I think the fact that they have sucked for so long should actually be a source of attraction rather than um, intimidation or fear because I I think it lowers expectations to the point where where it will generate a lot of excitement. Um, But, you know, you got to find the, you got to find a guy who believes it, who believes that. Right. And maybe, uh, maybe that was harder to find than, than we all thought. You, you said, you know, that because you had so much time, you kind of have to get somebody who's going to excite people. But I also kind of asked the question, like, because of the time it's taken, it's like, it's become harder to get excited about. I guess it's like, you know, being married. It's a little bit less exciting after 10 years, right? Than it is, than, than it is a one year, maybe. Um, because if they named Lance Leipold on September 30th, it would have had a, I think, a pretty different reaction than it would if he, if they name him on November 30th. Um, and I just, I don't even know if there are names out there that are going to be greeted. At this point, and and this is no, I'm not saying it's right. I just don't know that this this fan base. I can't really think of too many names where the fan base is going to be like, "Oh yeah, great." This is I mean, not no, sarcastically. It's a great point. Like they would almost be better off. Um, they'd almost be better off just. And again, this has no bearing on who actually wins games. Okay, let's let's be clear about that. Like, pick the guy who's going to win games five years from now, not the guy who's going to uh, drum up the most uh, enthusiasm. But. Uh, from a pure enthusiasm and public reception standpoint, that they, they would almost be better off, you know, picking a guy who has not been in the rumor mill very much, uh, because I think yeah. you know it's that's it's true. Sort of like, it's sort of it's sort of like when you run for president for like you know eighteen months, yeah. Uh, but by the time you get to the end of it, everybody's sick of you, and uh, you know you're almost better off dropping in, dropping in a couple months out, and hey, it's a bright shiny new object, right. Uh, that's a it good would, point. It, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt for Trev Alberts to find a bright new shiny object. Uh, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we've seen that play out once before with Mike Riley, and uh, you know, yeah. it, it was not necessarily met with with warmth and excitement. That so. the, my scenario for that, Luke Fickle. That would be that's your uh, that's your bright new shiny object and one that would be a really good hire. So, well, that's yeah, my best and, case and, scenario and right here's now. Here's the thing, and 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 I I don't know how to. I don't want to predict it because because it's hard to predict. But but nobody saw Brian Kelly going to LSU. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw Lincoln Riley going to USC. Mm-hmm. These guys, they don't want to be at the same school for 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. This is not Tom Osborne, Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes, Bobby Bowden. I mean, guys move around. And even if a guy says no to a really good job a year ago or two years ago, uh, like Luke Pickle did and Matt Campbell did and you know, life changes, your program changes, your assistant staff changes, your administration changes, you know, you, you very well might get in the door with somebody who you didn't expect to get in the door with based on the circumstances of, of life and college football. And um, so, so I think it is possible that, that Nebraska finds interest in someone that, that nobody really anticipated because, um, you know, that's sort of the way of the business right now. Yeah. And, and even the best guys are moving around. So, yep. um, I, I would, I know Trev Alberts is, is not listening to us, but, uh, but I sure hope that he is, uh, I sure hope that he put out feelers in in the highest, you know, the highest, uh, jobs in the country, because, um, I, I would hate for Nebraska to, to learn after the fact that, uh, that hey, there was somebody that would that would have taken it that that never got a phone call. So, yeah. um, you know, 
Yeah. I'll give you an example, and this is just a silly example, but but you know, I I've heard with pretty good authority that Teron Liu would have been very interested in the Nebraska basketball job mm. a couple of years ago, mm. you know, when Fred Hoiberg got it. And and that would have been ludicrous at the time, right? Right. Uh but but you just you don't necessarily know what people want from life or where they want to live or uh what their wives want. And mm. so um, you know, I, I think Nebraska even now probably needs to keep an open mind. Last uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, I know I've always uh, appreciated how you, you you kind of have a, a similar awe of of Nebraska volleyball uh, that I do, and and I think the sport and and I've really I mean that's really grown um, in in me a lot. But let me let me tell you this: I'm on StubHub right now. Um, it'll cost you, Dirk, as a single person. Um, even as as just a single ticket, it'll cost you a hundred eight dollars to get in the door on uh, Friday night for Wisconsin-Nebraska, uh, probably to be in a standing room place. Um, you can also pay up to $630 per ticket to get better seats than that. <laughs> this is this is insane. This is insane. This is not happening anywhere else. It is crazy that this is happening here. And it's now determined, I mean, that that's a ticket like i mean i'm sure there are football games up there a notre dame game or something where it's it's cost uh at least a hundred dollars to get in the door but not many um well this, this is one of the hottest that. tickets ever for a sporting event in the university of nebraska especially when you you know when you compare it to to what face value is right yeah um so that's true so as, as a multiple of face value i think it's even more impressive that's a good um, point. you know and we you could you could see this one on the schedule for a long time you could you could see it coming uh i think you know a couple months ago when nebraska lost uh lost in madison uh it was clear that they were going to get another chance down here the fact that it has big 10 championship implications you know adds to it uh, but there's just something a little bit visceral right now about Wisconsin and Nebraska, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, yep. And I know you feel it. I know. Uh, I know Husker volleyball fans feel it, and I think Husker mainstream fans just feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not as weird as it sounds. I'm, I'm really impressed, but I'm not terribly surprised yeah. because uh, the the you know Nebraska is is pretty much at peak performance right now, and they have. You know they have found uh, the impediment, the obstacle that that stands in their way, um, and and this week is a is a huge part of you know huge part of that rivalry is is getting over that. So um, you know it's it's a little bit of an Oklahoma Nebraska feel from the old days uh, when it comes to football, no doubt about that. Uh, I the good part is I don't think Nebraska has to necessarily beat Wisconsin to win a national championship. Yeah, uh, that's that's the nice part about this compared to football in the old days. Yep. Um, but, but gosh, Jack, at some point they've sort of got to conquer this, this nemesis. Yep. That's going to be a great scene. Exciting. You and a friend can sit in section A11, row six for a combined $1,260. <laughs> Thank you, Dirk. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you, uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 There you go. Dirk Chatlin. I don't know why I said a couple of weeks. We'll talk to him next week. 856 Houston Allen K today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Coming to Pinnacle Bank Arena Saturday, May 13th, Kenny Chesney and the I Go Back Tour with special guest Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, that's a good that's a good one there. Tickets go on sale next Friday, December 2nd at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Pre-sale Thursday, December 1, 10 a.m. to 10 p. Pre-sale code hometown. Go get them. 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. 